0: be our song, no one stands, one stands alone, standing stand side by, by side, draw the circle wide. God the still point of the circle, round whom all creation turns, nothing lost but hell forever in God's gracious sight. Come
1: Santo
2: disappoint you but I'm not going to be able we're not going to be able to get out of here by 11 o'clock for the uh, soccer game but you know we we should be able to pick up uh, uh, pick it up a little later Uh, good to be with you again you have lots of announcements uh, and I'm just going to kind of tick them off uh, uh, just Tuesday this Tuesday. You have the um, Christmas card creations and uh, I'm sure you've been paying attention. You've probably already registered or something like that. But if you haven't, I guess you just show up with uh, $15, okay? The angel tree, I noticed Salvation Angel Tree still has a few angels hanging on it. And uh, uh, it would be nice to uh, strip that tree of all decoration and uh, really support uh, the salvation effort to make uh, just Christmas a touch better for, uh, uh, you know, people who need that kind of help. And uh, point out next Sunday, um, you uh, Sylvia Stewart's going to be leading worship but the thing I notice is the hot chocolate fundraiser for gifts with vision. As you notice in the, in the announcement sheet, gifts for vision are specific uh, um, gifts that you can contribute to through the Mission and Service Fund. So I'm wondering if uh, maybe there's not some specific uh, little gift that's uh, being chosen for that Sunday. So uh, hot chocolate next Sunday. Yummy. I do believe, like, there, there are lots of announcements, but I think these are, are sufficient for for today. There's just one other I'm going to make with regard to uh, communion, and this is for folks who may be joining us uh, YouTube Live, uh, or those who will be uh, picking up the service uh, when it is broadcast. Well, you can pick it up on YouTube just about any time, but on the... Uh, Cable services of Whiteman and uh, Eastlink. So, what I'm saying is if you would like to participate virtually, why don't you get uh, a, a, a bit of juice or maybe coffee and toast or uh, whatever it is, and uh, you know, th- th- that would be appropriate, and we would love to have you join us virtually. These then are the announcements for the day. As people of Treaty 45 and 1 2 we respectfully acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Adalway, Mississauga, and Nishinabawaki First Nations and the territory of the Métis people who have had a deep spiritual connection to this land uh, and who, who have stewarded for thousands of years. As we seek reconciliation, may we continue to work to be in right relations with our indigenous neighbors and to speak up and to speak out against systemic racism, wherever it is, and against the the evils of colonialism. And now, going to light the The candle, Christ candle, it represents to us the presence of the sacred in this place and this time. Christ, the light of the world, may this light shine brightly within us, among us, and in all creation. Amen. And keeping the ancient tradition alive, we exchanged the peace of Christ, uh, and uh, with the traditional words, and then, uh, you know, with gestures of fellowship, friendship, love to one another, safely in these times. Peace of Christ be with you. Peace to everyone. You keep peace. Please join me in the call to worship. Grace to you and peace from the God of hope. We enter the Advent waiting and, and watching for God's beloved to be born anew and among us. Let us worship God, and we sing praise with joy the world's creator, 312, in Voices United and Projected. Praise with joy the world's God out. Of- Our Advent journey has begun. We prepare for the celebration of Christ's birth. We come to embrace the good news of the light of the world. It is within the hidden mysteries of life we discover vulnerability. Within the dancing shadows cast by a flickering candle flame, we discover the promise of hope and new possibilities. We come to be transformed despite and because of our weakness. We light a candle reminding us of the way of hope. And we sing. us join as one community of faith in prayer. We come to worship with the image of flickering light seared in our minds. It dances as your spirit dances within our hearts, gracious God, drumming the rhythm of hope that enlivens us all. As you bless us with the way of Jesus, may we invite others to Christ's dance of transformation. Amen. Marilyn Bentley is our reader today with stories of faith and then the scriptures.
3: Our minute for mission this morning is entitled Giving giving Tuesday, helping after the headlines fade. Your gifts will be put to work in areas where they are needed most. People facing the worst crisis of their lives urgently need our support. While some refugees are returning to Ukraine, over 6 million are still displaced and have no home to return to. COVID-19 cases are starting to rise again, and some countries still have no access to vaccines or boosters. Africa, Food prices are soaring, leaving 146 million people hungry. Entire communities in Pakistan are left without shelter, farmland, healthcare facilities, and basic necessities of life because of flooding and landslides. After the headlines fade, the emergency still remains. You Can Help November 29th is Giving Tuesday a day that is all about generosity. This year, Giving Tuesday gifts will support the United Church's vital emergency response work. Your gift will help provide critical support like food, water, shelter, personal care, rebuilding efforts, and trauma counseling. Your gifts will be put to work as soon as they are needed in the area where they are needed most. And your support will be there to help rebuild long after the headlines fade. Every gift counts. Make a life-saving gift this Giving Tuesday. Our scripture this morning is from Romans 13:11 to 14. Wake from sleep. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is already the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then throw off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk decently as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in illicit sex and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. And our second reading is from Matthew 24, 42, 44. Keep awake. Thanks be to God.
2: You know what time it is. That's Paul, the Apostle, saying in Romans 13. In Matthew 24, Of that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Keep awake, therefore, for you don't know on what day your Lord is coming. We're going to... uh, Watch about a two-minute clip from the movie uh, uh, Talladega Nights, The Legend of Ricky Bobby. Uh, That's from 2006. Uh, If uh, some of you remember, uh, I've seen that movie, you know that Ricky Bobby is a race car driver and uh, the Bobby family is Seated for Thanksgiving dinner, and Ricky is saying the grace. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, we
4: also thank you for my wife's father, Chip. We hope that you can use your baby Jesus powers to heal him and his horrible leg. And it smells terrible, and the dogs are always mm. bothering with it. Mm. Dear tiny infant Jesus.
1: Hey, um, you know, sweetie. Jesus did grow up. You don't always have to call him baby. It's a bit odd and off-putting to pray to a baby.
4: Well, look, I like the Christmas Jesus best, and I'm saying grace. When you say grace, you can say it to grown-up Jesus or teenage Jesus or bearded Jesus or whoever you want.
1: You know what I want? I want you to do this grace good so that God will let us win tomorrow.
4: <sighs> Dear tiny Jesus and your golden fleece diapers with your tiny, little, fat, bald up fist pawing. It was a,
2: a man. He had a beard.
4: Look, I like the baby version the best, do you hear me? I win the races and I get the money.
1: Ricky, finish the damn grace.
4: I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt because it says like, I want to be formal, but I'm here to party too. Because I like to party, so I like my Jesus to party.
1: I like to picture Jesus as a ninja fighting off evil samurai.
4: I like to think of Jesus like with giant eagle's wings and singing lead. Vocals for Leonard Skinner with like an Angel Band, and I'm in the front row, and I'm hammered, drunk.
1: Hey, Cal, why don't you just shut up?
4: Yes, ma'am. Okay. Dear, eight pound, six ounce, newborn infant Jesus. Don't even know a word yet. Just a little infant, and so cuddly, mm. but still omnipotent. Mm. We just thank you for all the races I've won and the 21.2 million dollars. Woo!
1: Woo! Woo! Ow! Love
4: that money that I have accrued over this past season. Also due to a binding endorsement contract that stipulates I mentioned Powerade at each grace. I just want to say the Powerade is delicious mm. and it, it cools you off on a hot summer day. And we look forward to Powerade's release of Mystic Mountain Blueberry. Mm. Thank you for all your power and your grace, dear baby God. Amen. 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 Let's dig in
2: well it's crude it's irreligious and uh, to some people it's hilarious, I suppose it turns some people off Uh, why does he begin the reflection with this clip (laughs) what are the takeaways well I suppose it could be that Everyone has their very own notion of Jesus. And so often, it's created in our own image. Jesus is just like me. Um, And so uh, your Jesus is different from my Jesus, in a way. I think that's one one takeoff. Who is your God? What is your image of God? What kind of God uh, is at the center of your faith? It varies so much. Another takeaway might be, and and this is the one I'm focusing on, is how quickly we get into the Christmas mood uh, no matter what time it is. Like the Bobby family have just, you know, indulged in Black Friday, you know. They're at American Thanksgiving, and here is Ricky Bobby, you know, already tucked in with baby Jesus in, in, in Christmas. Uh, it's, uh, you know, we're in the holiday spirit, you know, and of course commercial interests sort of tip the scales toward the holiday, you know. Black Friday has crept over the border, you know, and insinuating itself into Canadian life. Uh, I think back to Halloween, you know, Halloween, uh, the stores hid Halloween stuff on Monday, and on Tuesday you're tripping over Christmas stuff. Uh, In my part of town, there's a family that celebrates every cultural celebration, and... uh, you see it on on the lawns, and people are doing more of this, you know so you have a scary windbag Halloween ghosts that yield to windbag Santas and snow people almost overnight. Uh, and we, we are in that spirit you know so far, so far, I haven't seen an inflated crash scene on anybody's lawn. I haven't yet seen windbag Mary's and joseph's and and baby Jesus, but it may be coming to your neighborhood uh, soon. Uh, without uh, wanting to to be a Grinch, I don't, I, I don't want to be a Grinch. I do grieve how trivialized the core of Christian faith becomes in the frenzy of our commercialized countdown to Christmas and how this season is meant to be filled with joy and merriment and everybody is supposed to be happy. Well, it's a good respite from reality, but it it is uh, not the reality uh, most people know. Uh, It it troubles me how the essence of Christian faith is, is compromised when we leap to uh, simplistic, sweet baby Jesus kind of uh, thinking about Christmas and let it control the real meaning of incarnation, God with us. Perhaps our ancestors in Christian faith knew something. Uh, They were onto it. For the first 300 years, uh, our Christian ancestors didn't push, uh, put much emphasis on birthdays. They didn't even celebrate the birthday of of Jesus, Uh, so the first recorded celebration of Christmas doesn't appear until the year 336, but then again, you know, that's a different world. Well, I guess what I'm getting at is the, the preaching for the first Sunday of Advent is kind of challenging because we're already tilting toward December 25th. And we're in the holiday mood, and the themes of today's lectionary readings lie at a great distance from, from Bethlehem. They, they, they tremble with anticipation of the day of Christ, of, of God's reign when the new world of God's righteousness and justice replaced the old dying world. Uh, early followers of Jesus believed that they lived on on the cusp of Christ's return. The Gospel writers like Luke and uh, the Apostle Paul, whose writings we heard today, believed that Christ would return to earth during the lifetime of those to whom they wrote. Both the scriptures promote the importance then of paying close attention to time, of watching for, for the imminent return of of Christ as they understood it with their their symbolism uh, they they emphasized the, being attentive to the movement of God's spirit living with with hope for the future being fully awake fully alive in the present in the now now i think most of you if you were ever children you know played what time is it mr wolf you huh? remember that you know, we all shouted, what time is it, Mr. Wolf?" And we, we stood on, on tiptoes, you know, calf and thigh muscles, tense. You know, we were standing on springs. You know, midnight! And we sprang. You know, this is the kind of aliveness, the spiritual aliveness, the scriptures urge upon us. As Mirabai star uh, from the center of uh, Uh, contemplation and action, uh, where I get my daily devotions, she writes, the trick is to be as fully present as possible to the holiness of each moment. However, to use this wolf image in another way, crying wolf too often creates a false sense of urgency. You You hear the alarm often enough, and you take the attitude, oh, not again. And it's so easy not to pay attention any longer. And then the danger is that you sleepwalk. That's been the effect, I guess, of the, frantic, enthusiastic Christians who every so often predict the return of Christ imminently, claiming that they know the, know the time, even though it's pretty clear Scripture says you don't know the time. Early Christians, I guess, were wrong about the imminent return of, of Christ. Every prediction afterward was wrong. And so maybe it doesn't make sense to pin hope on a divine intervention from outside our physical universe to come in and correct the wrongs committed by we humans. Does it make sense to imagine that God is going to save this world from the imminent climate disaster that we have created, you know, world climate leaders have just wrapped up COP27, the United Nations Climate Change Conference in uh, Sharm el-Sheikh, uh, Egypt. You know, they, they issued signs of hope, but they also issued ap- apocalyptic warnings, and these apocalyptic warnings have been coming, you know, for, for, for decades now, warnings about humanity's perilous future if we don't repent and get serious about changing the way we live in, in our world. There's no evidence that God has ever rescued humanity from its mistakes and its stupidity. You see, God does not make us do what we don't want to do. We have freedom, okay? Well, the Ottawa Carlton School Board sure found out that that's so, when it uh, said it was going to reinstate a mask mandate in its schools, even though all the experts say this will be the only way to break the back of what's happening in our culture right now, with our hospitals overloaded, with our children, you know, and all the other illnesses. You know, we're free. I'm free. I don't have to do what you tell me. Well, I would say Christianity needs to rethink what they mean when they speak of God's power. Traditionally, God's power has been considered to be authoritative or coercive, and when we use the term Almighty God, we have meant Almighty but shouldn't we understand that God's power is different? That God's power is persuasive. You know, yes, God has an original purpose for the universe. It's a vision of a time when wrongs will be righted, when humanity will be reconciled, when peace, justice, and integrity will be the hallmarks of humankind. God's influence, I believe, persuades. It lures. It calls us to embrace God's vision in every moment and in, and in every situation. You know, God values our human freedom, I said, so much that we can say God doesn't know how we are going to react or what we're going to do before we react or before we do it. You know, this idea that God has an intimate plan for each and every individual life, what that says is we're puppets on a string, and God pulls the strings. No. No. God values our freedom. And once we act, then God works with what we have to offer to influence us in the next moment. You can call God's action the voice of God, the whisper of God, the movement of God, or God's love for the world, Uh, but God's presence is everywhere at all times, embracing the world. God is love that never gives up and that waits for us. Scriptures are wrong about the timing of the coming of Christ, and I believe the ancient image of him riding in on the clouds from outside the world may not do justice to the manner with which God is present and at work. I'm convinced, you know, that our understandings of what God's about evolve over time and become appropriate to our own situation. But I would say this, Scripture's admonition to keep awake, ready to wake from sleep, to get out of bed, you know, to put on the clothing of Christ is timelessly true. Every moment in time, every moment of our lives is a rich opportunity for God's persuasive touch to change us, to alter the course of our lives, even influence the course of history if enough people will take action. And so, while we are waiting for God, anxiously, God is waiting for us, for our response. What we do does matter. What we do can change our world. You know, it's often said that Christians are the hands and feet of Christ, the heart, the soul, the spirit of Christ. And we sing it, We sing that beautiful new song, Christ has no body now but yours, no hands but yours in the world. We believe that to live this song is to take incarnation seriously and to move it to the next step. We believe, yes, that all God is was expressed in the human form of Jesus of Nazareth. Emmanuel, God with us, made flesh, incarnated. But how does the life and the love of God incarnate in Christ continue in the world? Well, is it not magically, but as Paul put it, through those who put on Christ, who get out of mourning, Uh, get out of bed each and every morning, put on the love, the mercy, the compassion of God, and go into the world and live their lives accordingly. So we incarnate God when we say yes. We are the hands, the feet, and the heart of Christ. It's a wonderful mystery, and it's an awesome vocation, It's a beautiful life. And we do know what time it is, as Paul says, every day is closer to becoming who God wants us to be, whole, healed, our salvation. Well, I think Mother Teresa speaks of the time well. She says, yesterday is gone. Tomorrow has not yet come we only have today. Let us begin. Amen. And we pray. Holy One, keep us alive, alive in the now, sensitive to the importance of the moment and aware of what's going on around us. Help us to be your hands and feet, your heart, your soul, your spirit, your compassion in the world. Help us to pour your loving spirit into each and every moment. Amen. Uh, So, I think we then move on. With gratitude for all the blessings that we receive from God, we are making our offering at this time. Generous God, we offer our serving, our time, our talents, and our gifts of money as we are able to do your work, to present your love to the world in service and in care. Bless our offerings. Bless us in our service. We ask it in the name of Jesus, who gave his all in love. Amen. As we come to the table, let us remember that this is not the table of Grace United Church, nor is it the table of the United Church of Canada or any other particular denomination. It is the table of Christ. And anyone who seeks to be nourished and sustained in the journey of faith and who longs to live justly and in peace with her neighbor are welcome. We gather here. Hmm. Okay, I think I've I've made a change that didn't get into the the bulletin, so we will just go as we are. We will gather together in this uh, prayer of great thanksgiving. It's uh, an interactive prayer, and uh, there has been one change uh, that Laurel did get into the PowerPoint that's not in your bulletin, so. Uh, you're better to watch okay let us pray together God is with us we are not alone Christ is present here let us give thanks to God we give thanks O God God of peace and promise Through the words of your prophets and in the faith of your followers, you prepare the way for our redemption and bring hope to birth. As again we prepare to celebrate Christmas. And though we often grow weary of waiting, your signs call us to keep watch for that day when all things shall be made new. In the assurance of this hope, we join with all the company of heaven and earth to give you praise and glory, saying, source of life and, and love. The universe is filled with your glory. Praise and thanks to you through Jesus Christ. Loving God with grateful thanks for your love in Jesus the Christ, we offer ourselves to you and offer this bread and cup Signs of your redemptive purpose for our lives and for all your creation. Holy God, pour your spirit upon us and these gifts that we may be united and strengthened to live the resurrected life of Christ in the world. Gathered at this table, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Let us remember together the the vision of God's reign shown shown us in Jesus at table. He shared food of followers and friends with saints and sinners, with crowds of thousands on the hillside and a few friends in an upper room. On the night before he died, he had supper with his companions, he took the bread and after giving thanks, he broke it and he gave it to them saying, take, eat, do this in memory of me. And then he took the cup and after giving thanks, he passed it among them saying, drink this. Do this in remembrance of me. Through the bread and cup, Jesus lives within us. In word and deed, Jesus lives among us. Remembering also that God loves the world and all creation, we remember and pray for others, those who suffer and those who have died from war, from oppression, racism, violence, hunger, poverty, and natural disasters. We remember those who are suffering the effects of this prolonged pandemic. We're those who have lost jobs and homes, lost family members. We remember those who are exhausted, anxious, depressed, even angry. We remember those who are championing the cause of the poor, the homeless, and other marginalized people, who are combating racism, homophobia, sexual abuse, and the inequality, and all, we we remember, all who work for justice, peace, and reconciliation. We pray for our regional prayer cycle partners this week, Millbank and Hampstead United Churches. We pray for the people and our fellow Christians of Brunei, Malaysia, and Singapore, and this week's World Council of Churches prayer cycle. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ in the churches of Hanover and the surrounding area. And we pray for ourselves. We pray for those among us who are lonely, those who are isolated, cut off because of the pandemic, We pray for all who are facing difficult decisions or or circumstances. We pray for ourselves, too, that we may have strength and grace. All these prayers we pray in the name of Jesus, the suffering servant, the vulnerable sovereign, God's beloved. And we say together, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And deliver us from evil and save us from temptation and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Hope you feel free to pray that prayer in whatever language you use, Elizabethan English, uh, modern English, contemporary, whatever other ethnic uh, words you use. It is the same. Well, let us come because these are the gifts of God for the people of God and all things are prepared. And if any of you do not have the uh, the, the sanitized uh, uh, communion elements that we're using at this time, uh, I'm sure they can be distributed. Just put your hand up if anyone needs one still. Okay? Okay? And so, taking the first wafer, this is the body of Christ. Eat it and be filled. And this cup is the life of Christ, the wine of life. Yes, Corleen. Corleen, the body and the life of Christ. Eat it when, and drink when you feel ready. Let us pray. Life-giving God, May we who share Christ's body live his risen life. We who drink his cup bring new life to others. We whom the spirit lights give light to the world. Keep us firm in the hope you have set before us so that we and all your children shall be free and all creation will live to praise you, amen. Will you come and follow me? As we move through Advent toward Christmas, let us be fully alive in every moment in the now. Let us greet each moment with hope that reaches deeper than the shallow optimism. Uh, Let us watch for signs of God's touch upon each day. Let us listen for the carols of the spirit as they sing, the signs of God's reign let hope joy peace and love be your song amen
0: shall go out with hope of resurrection we shall go out from strength to strength go on we shall go out and tell our story songs of wrongs that can be righted we'll dream our dreams of hurts that can be